Welcome to Central Divided, a podcast dedicated to the NHL Central Division and hosted by two crazed hockey fans. Here are your hosts, Zach McCann and Mason Masters. Ladies and gentlemen, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the theater... It wasn't, because we're all still in quarantine. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode of Central Divided. I am your host, Zach McCann, and with me is the unstoppable, unshakable, unflappable... It's Mason Masters. (laughs) Mason, my friend, it's been way too long. How are you, bud? I am good, buddy. How are you doing? You up to a lot of things? You have a lot of activities that you do every day? Uh, yeah, mostly I scream at that wall right over there, and this <laughs> wall is my friend, and we kind of just roll from there. Well, that's good. I like that you're perfectly positioned between the two of them now. Uh, that seems like a good balance, a good feng shui, if you will. You know, that's the important part, is just uh, determining what life is and just getting really, really zen with the whole thing. <laughs> that's about all you can do. That's all we have time for, uh, since there are no sports. But wait, wait, what brought us out of retirement, Zach? It is the NHL doing peak NHL things and unfurling this 24 team. It makes no sense, absolutely whatever, playoff format. That's why we're here, folks. As much as we miss you, we, we just want to talk some hockey. So, Zach, can you explain to me what the hell this thing, like, just to... I don't know. What what am I watching the Blackhawks play for again? Well, uh, I believe uh, Matt Duchesne put it best when he coined the term the COVID cup. And I really, really enjoyed that. Um, You know, essentially the format there, nothing has been approved yet. The NHLPA has approved just that it's going to be a 24 team return to play format. Now, how exactly that works they're still got to hammer out, you know, as of time of recording on Saturday, and this could change from minute to minute. All we know is the NHLPA board had by a 29 to two vote, each team had a representative and no, I have no idea who the two teams are who said uh, no on this. They basically approved saying we are all right with a 24 team return to play format to determine the winner of the 2020 Stanley cup. So essentially what this means is that the top four teams in each conference are going to receive a first round bye. So Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas are all going to receive a first round bye. And then round one of the COVID Cup will feature eight play-in matchups in a best of five series. So after the play-in round, essentially the eight conference leaders could potentially take part in a mini tournament that determines the seeding for round two. So they're going to plan on reseeding after round one. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird. So essentially, here's how it stacks up, my friend. In the Eastern Conference, Penguins versus Canadians to play the number four seed, in this case, would be the Flyers. Hurricanes versus the Rangers to play the Capitals. Islanders versus Panthers to play the Lightning. Maple Leafs versus Blue Jackets to play the Bruins. And this is, of course, dependent on whether or not they do the play-in round to turn those other seeds. Now, in the Western Conference, the place that we care about, you have (laughs) the Oilers versus the Blackhawks. 
Yeah, we made it, guys. We made it. The seventh place team in the Central Division playing in the playoffs. (laughs) The Predators versus the Coyotes. We'll talk about it. (laughs) The Canucks versus the Wild. The Flames versus the Jets. And then in that case, winner of Oilers Blackhawks would play the Stars. So the Predators Blackhawks versus... will play the Stars. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Predators versus the Coyotes will play the Golden Knights. <laughs> Canucks versus the Wild will play the Avalanche. And the Flames oh, versus the Jets will play the Blues. Like, There's a lot what? to unpack there, bud. <laughs> in the immortal words of Michael Keaton in the 1989 classic Batman, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> This is, is bonkers. Right. It is. It's so crazy. I mean, just a few things off the top of my mohawk. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, why reseed the one seeds when you already have win percentage that you could go by? That, that seems like, do. I guess, unnecessary. Um, <laughs> maybe use that buy that they have to, I don't know, get into hockey shape. Uh, also, why not seed it one through twenty-four? I know I'm getting crazy here because what the last the thing you just spent the ten minutes talking about not crazy at all makes perfect sense. But why not get crazy and you know just have fun with it and go you know the uh, Blackhawks and the Canadians are the two worst teams, so they get to play the best two teams, and we're gonna work it down that way. You know, like uh, March Madness or something that makes a lick of logical sense. Um, what else am I seeing that's crazy about this? Oh, uh, Zach. Uh, has there been an update on where the hell these games will take place? I know Edmonton has been making one heck of a pitch, um, promising teams golf courses and uh, individual hotels. Like It sounds nice. It sounds like they want to wield a fortune prize. But any other ideas on how we actually facilitate hockey? Uh, four teams so far have shown interest and publicly stated they're interested in being hubs. Columbus, Edmonton, Vegas, and Nashville. Oh, yeah. So uh, those first two players really excited to have to stay in Columbus for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Edmonton. And that's the thing. If they do do this, then essentially players are going to have to be quarantined away from their families for two months while they're doing this, which they didn't sign up for. Kind of have an issue no. with that. Um, not only that, you also have to just, if one player gets this, like gets coronavirus, then game over, man. Like, you're taking such a huge risk. And it's not just the players. You have to quarantine all of the equipment staff, all of the medical Mm -hmm. staff, all your coaches. They're all in a bubble. And like you said, if somebody gets this, it's a 14-day quarantine. You're not going to put the tournament on hold. That essentially means your team forfeits, I would assume. I guess. I don't know. And that's the crazy part is, will you start to see mental injuries as a part of this? Because they're going crazy being around the same people around the entire time. Right. I mean, there's, you know, there's one thing that's, you know, the locker room camaraderie. There's another thing where the only humans you interact with are these assholes that you see at practice every day. And I feel like that's a whole different thing. I feel like a whole lot of you can understand where that might lead down a dangerous path. Those of you who've been stuck with people that act like toddlers because they're Mm. actually toddlers at home. (laughs) So Mason, my question to you, And, you know, we'll pick our winners and go through a weird bracket of all this here in a little bit. (laughs) You are now Gary Bettman. Other than screaming when you first wake up. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) So you look in the mirror, you scream, try and claw your own eyes out. I know that's what you would do. You tell me, what do you do for your proposed playoff format? 
I don't have a playoff format. I wait until <laughs> next season. That's what I do. I know that sucks to hear everybody, but that's what I do. Um, if I was Gary Bettman, though, and some of his cancerous brain leached into mine, and I thought that wasn't a good idea, what I would end up doing then uh, is probably, you know, if I really think about it, Zach, I, I, I kind of like the 24 team. Like, if you're as, as Michael Keaton said, you know, if you want to get nuts, mm-hmm. let's get nuts. Yeah. Let's get super nuts. Everybody's in. One through 31. Uh, I'd have to think about it really quick, but I think you get three teams a buy, so you get to – no, there'd be – yeah, there'd be 28 teams, and then you can work it down. Uh, I would have single elimination games for those first couple of rounds. I don't care. You're afraid of Patrick Kane. you got to play him. Carey Price, he's not been very good this year, but if he steals one from you, that's your fault, guys. Could you imagine so, Detroit beating Boston? In one right? Game? Like, how awesome would that be, though? If, if we're going to do this and have no regard for what actually happened before in the season, like, I want to see the Detroit Red Wings make it to the Elite Eight in this thing. <laughs> that's the chaos I want. I want yep. the 2020 Stanley Cup to have a random team on it. Columbus Blue Jackets, it's your year. You know why? Because nobody else wins it. Um, Down Goes Brown had a great – I don't know if, if you saw it, Zach, but he had a great listing of why your team will win the 2014 format. Oh, and gosh. I loved his logic for uh, Toronto because the only time they will ever win a Stanley Cup is when you can't go outside and celebrate or go to the bar and celebrate or hold a parade and celebrate. It's the only time the Maple Leafs will win anything. So my money is on the Leafs in this new format. You know, that's not a bad idea. So I have two weird ideas. Okay. All right. My first one, and you and I both being wrestling fans will appreciate this. Is this going to be think, a Royal Rumble? We just add a new team every, like, 90 minutes? You nailed it, sir. You know what? <laughs> Surprise entrance. The Boston Bruins, as the number one seed, they're on the ice, and they have no idea who they're going to play. And all of a sudden, you hear... <laughs> By God, that's the Hartford Whalers music because we have an un, we have an odd number of teams. It's three on three, twenty minute games. <laughs> Two goals still, or do we put the third goal like in the middle of the ice? No, 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 no third goal in the middle of the ice. But it's money puck on the puck oh, is a number. Okay. That's how many points it counts. So if you score, you get that many goals. All right. So we have I'm no idea what's this. going on. Yeah. All right. I- I'm also, I think the biggest thing that I would legitimately take out of this is um, using goal music for uh, intro music. Oh, you, you have to. All of a sudden you yeah. hear, I like it, I love it come in. I mean, woof. Yeah, can you, can you imagine hearing the booze rain down from the crowd when Chelsea Dagger, like you just hear the drums like, the da 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 Oh, no! <laughs> My God, that's Patrick Kine's music. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think you do that. All right, now. Here's my other one if that's just a little bit too radical for you. Okay. What is the one thing that Gary Bettman loves more than anything in this world when it comes to hockey? Money. Rivalries. Well, other than oh. money. Oh. Rivalries. He has Warm such weather. a hard oh, on for rivalries. I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. Yes. There's so a Wednesday for it. Did you know that? I heard about that. You know, yeah. Wednesday night. That's the rivalry. Whole day. Night. Yeah. <laughs> so my idea, and you know, this has been bandied about a few times by people like Down Goes Brown, and I think it's awesome. You go down the list of your first few seeds, and they get to pick who they want to play. Oh, I love this. Um, a minor league uh, uh, does this, I believe. 
I think it's like the ECHL or some like, you know, yeah. minor hockey league. You want to build a rivalry, you know, put a target on your back like that. If you all of a sudden are the St. Louis Blues and you say, you know, okay, we want Chicago. And then you have that. Talk about motivation, A, for if you get picked first. And B, oh, yeah. I mean, you are creating instantaneous hate between these two teams. Yeah, you want instant heat? There's instant mm-hmm. heat. We've, we disrespect you so much that we think you are the easiest chump team out there. Yep. And then imagine uh-huh. when that team loses. Oh, yeah. I mean, come I on. Like you this. want drama? I think it's perfect. I think that's great. Yeah, let's, uh, when we officially hold the coup to take over the NHL, um, <laughs> I, I think this should be in the forefront of our, our implemented ideas. All right, so let's go down the list. If you're the Blues, who do you pick out of the you know, teams? And let's just open it up. You can even go Eastern Conference. Ooh, I like this. Okay, um, you know what? If I'm the Blues, honestly, I'm probably going to pick, I'm probably going to pick the Florida Panthers. Because I think I think the style makes a fight there. Florida is not that physical of a team. Uh, they're very streaky. Once you rattle them, they don't really bounce back very well. And so, you know, why risk if you're so afraid of playing Carey Price for a night or playing Patrick Kane for a night, who are, I guess, lower seeds in this uh, since they're worse teams? I would play. A, I would play a solid team that I know I should be able to beat, which would be Florida. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. All right. If I'm the Blues... Plus, by the time they start to play, um, the rink will just be a pool at that point because it'll be like <laughs> July. So Yeah, exactly. You know, well, they're pretty good at keeping ice down there. Never forget how much drinking all the old people in Florida do. <laughs> Touche. So who do you pick, Zach? Ooh, if I'm the Blues, I gotta go Blackhawks. Rivalry. Just for the rivalry? Just for the rivalry. Down year, they have a good record against them. With that, I mean, you have to go with that. Just because lowest seed at that rate, you even have the excuse if you lose, where it's like, well, what else did you expect us to do? We had to pick the lowest seed. No, no, because if you lose, yeah, I, I don't know if you've met a Blackhawks fan, Zach. Um, they have the type of personality where if one thing happens ever, you won't mm-hmm. forget it until you're dead. So yeah. if you're the entire city of St. Louis, who already has, already has to deal with Cubs fans, already mm-hmm. has to deal with the Blackhawks dynasty of past, do you really want the possibly the worst team the Hawks have fielded in a decade to stonewall your uh, back-to-back Cups? Like, that, seems, that seems to me like too much of a risk. Because you know Chicago's going to be like, all right, fine, come at us. We have 60 minutes in us. But do you know how the Blues are this year? Arrogant, completely ridiculous to deal with. I mean, like, (laughs) have you met them ever since they won the Cup? It's a nightmare, you know? It is a nightmare. So we, we, what I'm saying then, I guess, Matt, is uh, as, as a representative of Chicago, I would gladly take them down for the benefit of the league. Uh, you do not need a second Blackhawks. We will, we will end this for you. <laughs> I can appreciate that. You know, really I'm rooting for a meteor, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I picked Florida. You picked mm-hmm. Chicago. Yep. Um, do you want to stick in the West or do you want to move to the East? Eh, just stick in the West and then we'll do the East. Cool. Um, let's take, uh, let's take Vegas then, because I find, I think that if, if this was a normal year, they might actually have the best chance in the West to move on to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you pick if, if Chicago's off the board for you, who would you pick yeah. to play? 
Ah, man, it's a shame that the Sharks are terrible because that would be the instant one I would pick just because of the hatred and they're not good this year. But if I'm Vegas, I think in that case, you got to go Canadians. I think you have your first reach across the conference. I think they think we have the offensive firepower to to take down a Carey Price because he's Mm -hmm. just not that good anymore, honestly. I no, think like, can, I don't understand this. Like, it, you know, Patrick Waugh has taken over his body and we need to, to mm-hmm. stop him at all costs mentality. Yeah, if I'm Vegas, I go Montreal. I think that that team is just weak all the way around and they would get completely demolished by an overpowering offensive Vegas team. And that is why I'm going to pull a reverse U and pick Chicago to play Vegas. Because as has been witnessed um, over the past two seasons between these two teams, Vegas just runs circles around Chicago. They are too fast. Their offense is too good, and Chicago can't catch up. So I would, I would pick them, uh, and Vegas would then probably score, you know, an easy five or six goals, be able to take, uh, you know, social distance and slots if they're playing in Vegas in the Vegas hub. Maybe hang out. Each of them gets a different pool down the strip. One, like, you know, uh, Mark Andre Fleury's in Circus Circus, and Robin Leonard is in uh, New York, New York, and you know they just basically take over the whole town. I mean, not only that. Think of the Bill Belichickian tactics of bringing Robin Leonard into Vegas, like they've done. Ooh. And I yeah, mean, come on. At that rate, yeah, yeah that's, a I think that's a good pick. So, all right, let's go ahead and go to the East since we are reaching across conferences. So, if you're the Bruins, who do you take? The Maple Leafs. <laughs> Act like there's there's no way I don't play them in the first round. I know what's going to happen. Might it be scary? Might at times it seem like the pain is finally over for Toronto? Yeah, but it won't be. Inevitably, you know, the final will be the same outcome as it always is. And mental torture. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think you have to continue just the absolute owning. Yeah, I mean, seeing if you see that Maple Leaf come across to your screen as your opponent, like, and you just have to have that Thanos moment where like, you know, he puts on the gauntlet and he's just like, Oh, like you just feel all of the energy of the universe go like, it's mine now. And I will kill you. So essentially you're going to have Brad Marchand come out and say, I am inevitable as he yeah, you know, yeah, takes yeah. down. And, I, and I get... Austin Matthews will come out and be like, well, I am Austin Matthews. And then he's just going to get wiped off the earth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. All right, lightning. Uh, lightning. Let's see. Um, you know what? The Minnesota Wild. Uh, I'll reach across conferences here. I think this is another matchup. Minnesota's just too slow. Uh, their offense can't match with uh, with uh, Tampa. Even even if they catch Tampa um, off guard like Columbus did, they just aren't the caliber of team to take advantage of it. So. Interesting. I make the wild suffer in mediocrity and watch my brilliance if I'm Tampa. I like it. If I'm the Lightning, I'm picking the Panthers. You're picking the Panthers. Okay. Rivalry yep. again. Mm-hmm. A, a much lesser team again. So oh, yeah. that's, that's a good pick. I, yeah, I think, you know, that's just that just makes sense to me at that rate. Yep. You just go for them. Or actually, no, I, I, I take my pick off the board. They're not picking the Panthers. It's vengeance time. They're going for Columbus. They're, They're writing the wrong for last year. They're I mean, I think that, that would be fluke. the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right thing to do. Um, yep. Would they have the balls to do that? <laughs> no. 
Well, no. again, this format flies in the face of everything that a GM would do. I mean, you know, so this is, we can get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so that's Tampa. What about the Washington Capitals? Um, once, you know, it seems like they've won their cup and now everybody just expects them to be great because they've mm -hmm. continued their regular season greatness. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you take the Pittsburgh Penguins now that you've, you know, uh, crossed that, that boogeyman off your checklist or do you go somewhere else, Zach? I think at that rate, you probably take down the Rangers. Yeah. You know, lowest seed left, not looking to rock any boats. Alex is looking for cup number two and he's chasing down a greater goal, that scoring title. I think, you know, that's just who you roll with at that rate. Yeah, I agree with you. I would either, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with you actually. I was, I was thinking Columbus, but it's the elephant in the room. Nobody actually wants to play Columbus. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the Rangers are, are a good bet. Um, so let's move down to the last team in the East, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Do you, you know, pick the Penguins? I know, it's tempting. It's so tempting. Because the but Penguins the... look pretty vulnerable right now. They, you know, the, 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 they've always got a chance because they've got Crosby, they've got Malkin. But yeah, and they don't just look Matt Murray the in the same. playoffs. I don't, I don't want to chance Matt Murray in the playoffs. I think that's when you go the Panthers if you're the Flyers. We look for a okay. non-threatening team. The Flyers definitely have that we're just happy to be here mentality. And at that rate, they're not out for blood. <laughs> they're not out for pride. They're just trying to get to the next round. All right. Okay. What about you? What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I, I take them. If, if I'm the Flyers, I, because it's Ooh. Philadelphia. It Come on, you're, you're an Eagles fan. Like, you, you want to play Dallas in the playoffs, right? Like, you want to oh. play the Giants. Yeah, exactly. you want to crush their hopes so and dreams. If, if you knock them off first, then you have all of that momentum because you just won a series. You just beat your biggest rival. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I have to play the Lightning now? I just, just sent yeah. uh, Sidney Crosby to a virtual golf course because he can't go to a real one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So the Avalanche back out west. Oh man. Um, if you're the avalanche, you're looking for a team that's slow. You're looking for a team that um, isn't really a threat offensively uh, and you trust your firepower. I still have the Montreal Canadiens on the board. So if I'm, uh, if I'm Colorado, we make this a, a, a nouvelle Quebec classic mm -hmm. and uh, I play the, I play the Canadians price. Isn't going to stop my, my offense. So just please get out of my way. Just go back to your poutine and your baguettes. You know, if I'm the avalanche, I think I go for the flames. You know, they're not. See, I'm leaving, I'm leaving two certain Western Conference teams alone because I want to see them play. Ooh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, if I'm the Avalanche, I go the Calgary Flames. Non-threatening. No, Actually, no, I don't. Minnesota. I, I, yeah, the, yeah, I think wild. Minnesota. Yeah. And plus they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to create some kind of rivalry between those two teams. Yep. So you might, you might as well help it along by just embarrassing the Minnesota Wild. Yep, absolutely makes sense. So you take care yeah. of that. Now the Dallas Stars. Hmm. You know, if I'm Dallas, um, I, I, would, I would take the Coyotes. I would try, and, and they, they kind of give me the same feeling that the Panthers do in 
Like, there's a lot of talent on that roster. Does it come together all, all at once? Very rarely. So I'll take my chances with them. Um, for a second, I was thinking the, the Oilers, but all of this talk about Patrick Kane and Carey Price, everybody's forgotten that Connor McDavid is in the league. Uh, no, that's the guy I don't want to play in a, in a limited series. Because mm-hmm. if he takes it over, there's no stopping him. You can't catch him. So, yeah, I, if I'm Dallas, I take, uh, I take the Coyotes. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think you got to go Arizona at that rate. It just makes sense. So, so that's yeah. the number one seeds. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do not remember um, who I've, all I've got the numbers, so I've got you. You do? Okay. <laughs> I do. All right, so who's, who's left now for the, the plans? Well, let's see here. The play-in, I mean, the fifth round, the fifth in the Eastern Conference are the Penguins, who are already off the board, at least for yours. I haven't had the Penguins yet. So okay. if, I'm the, if I'm the Pittsburgh Penguins, give me the New York Islanders. Ooh. See, I, this, this is a team I don't want to play. Good goaltending, Barry Trotz. They've, they play excellent defense. They're yeah. a little better at scoring than they were last year. I mm-hmm. like this. This is the Columbus Blue Jackets of last year to me. And like the Maybe. team in the East, I don't want to play is is uh, the Islanders, well, especially if I'm the Penguins because I got that four game sweep last year. Well, here's the problem: your choices at that rate are either the Hurricanes, the Islanders, or I believe um, who's left on my board here. That might be. Oh yeah, I guess you could go out east or out, out west. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I lean towards the Islanders here. Okay. All right. If, uh, if I'm the Penguins, if I remember who's still left. I mean, they're playing the Flyers um, in your bracket. <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. So, uh, let's see. I've got, uh, I'm going to start in the West here with, uh, with your neck of the woods, Zach. Ooh, I mean, the Oilers are the fifth seed in the West, so. Are they? Okay. Then, yeah, yeah. my numbers are very tiny. Um, the, uh, so, okay, the Oilers. Um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm making that dream matchup. We're playing Calgary, baby. <laughs> That's going to be a good matchup. And I totally gonna, agree with you. We're just going to steamroll everybody. And, um, uh, between the two rosters, there should be enough people left at the end of this to play a second series. You just have to merge mm-hmm. the teams. Yep, exactly. Gosh, I think in the West that leaves in both of our brackets, the Preds, the Jets, and the Canucks. And, uh, Canucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then okay, the so east. if you're um, in the east, we've got I still have Columbus open, I think. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah I do. You do. Okay. Because I picked them um, for, and then I have, for for, for uh, the Lightning. Yes, uh, and the Islanders and I. The Canes. Yeah, in the Canes. Um, did you pick the Rangers hmm. for any of them? No, I picked the I I picked the Rangers for the same matchup you did. Yep. Oh, there we go. Smart man. Yeah. Great. So we have six teams left. Wow. I mean, at this rate, I think you just throw them into seeds. I don't know if you even have to choose. Really, if you just have the top four teams choosing each one and then you seed them, that makes sense to me. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so and looking at it from a fan perspective, Zach, mm-hmm. um, if you're sitting down in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the Western Conference right now, who do you most want to play? Who do you least want to play? Oof. 
I most want to play. And that's the thing in like a five game series. I don't know how you pick really. Cause that's even less like you have an even greater chance of a goalie just completely stealing it from you. So I look for the weakest goaltender is probably what I'm doing at that rate. And if okay. I'm in the West and I'm the predators, I mean, I want no part of the jets. Connor Hellebuck should win the Vesna this year. If anything, I think you go the wild. I don't necessarily trust Devin Dubnik or Alex Stalock. And I mean, really, if I'm the Predators, the person I want, I want the Blues. Really? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You swept them during the season series this year. You know how to take care of business against them. And I think in a limited series like that, just go for the king, cut them down, and say you're still here. Okay. All right. I respect that. Um, I would. I think I would steal your your initial pick and and pick the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's a good uh, and and not not to bring too much reality into what is just a bananas format anyway. Um, sure. I I think I think having kind of for lack of a better word a tune up series like yeah. you should be able to handle the wild. They're not going to pull any surprises. It might be a tougher series than you expect, but you, there's not an X factor that's going to pull one way or the other most likely. So if I'm just getting back into hockey shape and, and getting back into the mentality of playing at a high level, I want to play somebody who I know what's coming at me. Like, I, I don't want surprises. Minnesota is the least surprising team in the West. Give me them. I'll take care of them. It might take five games, but that's fine. Then we'll move on to the big chumps. See, see who's standing after that initial series. Now, if you're the Blackhawks, who do you least want to play? Nobody. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, least want to play. Honestly, probably honestly, probably Nashville because I just don't want to hear it from the fans. I know what's going to happen. I just don't want to hear it from little brother. Like, no. Like, I know you're better. That's fine. Good for you guys. That's I already know this. Just take the series. Um, more so even than St. Louis. Like, in St. Louis would be like, yeah, okay, it's like your time. But for some reason, just the Nashville thing would be worse. Um <laughs> And then most most like to play. I'll take the Wild off the board. I kind of like how the team matches up against um, uh, Edmonton. I know I just had a long speech about not wanting to play X factors, and I, yeah. I just picked the ultimate X factor. But sure. um, the most competitive and the highest um, rate of play I've seen for the Blackhawks all season have been in their games with Edmonton. For some reason, that team just brings the best out of them. So it, if I need if I need the Blackhawks to look like they actually want to play hockey. I'm going to pick the team that actually makes them look like they want to play hockey. Makes sense. Makes sense. We'll tell you what, Mace, let's go through and just, you know, as the format stands, so what it actually was supposed to be, let's pick these series and kind of talk about them. So our first series we're going to look at, Edmonton versus Chicago. Who do you like? What do you feel like? You know, we were just talking about it. Where do you stand with it? The Chicago Blackhawks, Zach, take this one. (laughs) To five games in a thriller and lose. Ooh. But it's a five-game series. I think the Blackhawks go up 2-0 in that series. And then do Blackhawks things. Remember, they don't have Robin Leonard anymore in that. Um, remember, they don't play defense particularly well. Remember, they play a, an offensive style that would best suit the late 90s instead of 2020. They'll remember all those things eventually. But, uh, yeah, for a while, it's a, it's a scary series for the Oilers. Yeah, I could see that. However, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I think McDavid and Dreisaitl feast, and Nashville is no longer the only team in recent memory to sweep the Blackhawks. Ooh. 
Okay, that's fine. I'll take it. I mean, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, but then again, I mean, like if Chicago can, you know, really put it together, I really like their chances against Dallas in the next round. Yeah, I wasn't kidding on Twitter when I said that mm-hmm. the 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 powers of the B have fixed this for the Blackhawks as long as they can stand upright. Absolutely. Uh, Edmonton's a beatable team for them, and mm-hmm. I don't fear Dallas that much. So it, no. it could be very likely if you get the best version of the Chicago Blackhawks that they're rolling into the third round of play. Yeah, absolutely. So next, moving on to the next series, Predators versus Coyotes. Ooh. You know, I would really like to see the Coyotes do well. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't – they haven't shown me anything particularly – the season, I don't trust how they'll be able to get back. God knows how many hot dogs that Kessel's eaten in the three months that we've all been quarantined. So I, I think the Predators win this, if not a sweep, a uh, gentleman's sweep, probably, probably uh, in four games. You know, Mason, this is how you can tell you don't watch a lot of Predators hockey, my friend. <laughs> You're right. The Coyotes have not shown a ton this season, but there is one team that they have just exerted their will over. And as much as this format looks rigged for the Blackhawks, if they can take care of business, that's how bad it looks for Nashville. Oh, no. <laughs> Both the Coyotes and the Golden Knights just, they give the Preds absolute fits young speedy teams that just cause all kinds of trouble i see this going five and i don't see it going well for my beloved predators i think the coyotes take it and it breaks my heart to say it i hate it i hate it i hate it i mean who knows you know sorry the biggest question for me is who the heck do you start net if you're in nashville that's a good question was absolutely rolling but i think momentum is completely gone when you take three months off for a quarantine oh there's no you know you're essentially restarting the year so yeah. i would i mean i would probably give it to Rene one because he's yeah. established but two mm-hmm. he's had a bunch of rest so if you're worried about him being logged down for minutes earlier in the year it, mm-hmm. you can basically just erase that off the board he's he's, fresh, he's proven as fresh as anybody's gonna be so mm-hmm. yeah you gotta go Rene. so i don't know maybe if pekka looks good then yes, you got to give it to the Predators. But I just, I don't know. Uh, it's a toss-up for me. Now the more I think about it, as much as I don't like the Coyotes and they have given us fits, you know what? No, I got to go Homer. Be a Preds fan. Preds in five. Be a fan. You know, they, they've given me checks. They help pay my bills. <laughs> Preds in five. <laughs> there we in go. A, okay. In a brutal five-game series. <laughs> and a fast one, too. That, that, that's yeah. going to be a, a game just up and down mm-hmm. the ice. Uh, so the third matchup in the West here, Zach, we've got uh, the opener would be Minnesota versus Vancouver. Who you got now? Man, that's an interesting series for me. Really? I don't, I don't particularly like the goaltending in either case. Markstrom's fine. Oh. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think they match up well offensively. I think that Kevin Fiala has been really coming into his own, but again, momentum goes out the window. So who knows if Fiala can play the way that he has been playing, then he is an absolute game breaker. The only problem is the Canucks have multiple game breakers. They've got yeah, your, I, I mean, Quinn Hughes. Elias Peterson gets any, any space yeah. on that ice, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in which he will be able to skate circles around much of the roster. I think, I think that's the matchup for me, Zach, that, that yeah. uh, pivots it. I think in four games, it's uh, Vancouver. I think you're right, and I agree. Which takes us to our last series of the opening round, Flames versus the Jets. 
the Jets have probably the best netminder playing hockey this season. Yep. They have Patrick Laine. Yep. They, they have taken care of the Dustin Bufflin drama, so at least that's not hanging out in the back of their heads. Mm-hmm. They are a very good team. They lose badly to the Calgary Flames. Calgary comes in hungry. They want to prove something. They want to get to the other end of this bracket. They are the winners in a sweep. No way. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, you're right. The Winnipeg Jets have no momentum. Their crowd, like, they, they are one of the worst home playoff teams in recorded memory. Doesn't uh, matter. From, no, they're just done. Like, no, I don't believe at all in this Jets team this season. They are a paper champion. They are the new Washington Capitals, Zach. They look great in the regular season. And as soon as they step foot in meaningful games, they just melt. No? Disagree completely because, okay, you're right. They do have Connor Hellebuck. They do have Patrick Liney. You know who you forgot about? Um, Blake Wheeler. Mark Shifley. Kyle he, he can't touch his team. He can't punch his teammates. It's a quarantine. He can't touch them. Uh, no, buddy. I'm telling you, that line alone will just wreak havoc on Calgary. I think that while Calgary has an excellent defense, their goaltending is suspect. What version of Johnny Hockey is going to show up for the Calgary Flames? Four games. Winnipeg moves on. Connor Hellebuck right. goaltending wins this first series. Finally, we've got some disagreement. Yep. So that leads us to. Oilers, Blackhawks, we both have Edmonton moving forward, and then we have them playing the Dallas Stars. Well, it was nice of the Dallas Stars to show up. It was fun. <laughs> they got to hang out for a few weeks. They go home rather quickly. I think this is – and we're back to seven games, right? Yes, seven games. Okay. So this is a – I think this one might go six, um, but it's one of those six-game series where it's never really in doubt. You know you know what the, the final outcome is going to be. Uh, Edmonton Bulls. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. nope, Oh, come on, man. Nope, nope, nope. And here's the reason why. Big Ben Bishop. That's the reason why. I think that goaltending is going to be at just the most critical position we have ever seen it be in these playoffs. I think Bishop is going to come in ready to play, knowing he has to do it. I think you look at players like John Klingberg, who are going to be young, hungry, and ready to roll. You've got Jamie Benn, Alex Radulov, Tyler Sagan looking to prove that they can still hack it in this league. I think they're going to be able to stop players like Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. If not stop them, they'll be able to limit the damage they can do. And if they can counterpunch effectively, especially against a tired Edmonton team, I feel like, they're going to be worn out because you're going to have Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid playing 80 million minutes a night at that rate. I think it goes long, and the longer it goes, I think it looks better for the home team, or at least there is no home and away team in these hub series. But I think you got to go Dallas in a hard-fought seven-game series. Wow. Okay, the Dallas Stars showing Dallas some love. Uh, I mean, you're entitled to that opinion, and it was full of logic and facts, and I still don't like it. So... uh, (laughs) I'm going to stick with Edmonton on this one. Uh, Next up, we've got uh, this one. I think for me, it was... No, we both picked Nashville, right? So it's Nashville, Vegas. Nashville, Vegas. Like I said... You're still going to be a fan, Zach? I am. I am, actually. There we go. I think if Nashville can get over the hump of getting through uh, Arizona, Nashville is a team that lives and dies on momentum. Once they Mm -hmm. get rolling... They get rolling. 
And I think if they can get moving against Arizona, come out of it difficult, I think you have a reunited and reinvigorated Jofa line. I think Ryan Johansson is ready to prove that he is the number one center on this team. Matt Duchesne's got his first taste of second round hockey. I think you have that going with them. And they're playing to get Pecorine a Stanley Cup. I think they're going to take down the Golden Knights, who have proven to be mentally soft after firing one of the best coaches in the league in Gerard Gallant, Pete DeBoer. I don't think he is that fantastic of a coach. I think John Hines had this team playing, you know, somewhat in a different style. The goaltending was short up. They were looking better. Roman Yossi is one of the best captains in this entire league right now, backed up by one of the most solid number two, forming the, one of the best pairs in the league with Ryan Ellis. I think they roll on. They're able to stop the high-flying Vegas Golden Knights in six games. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the best salesmen in the business. You hear him <laughs> pitch that because he is selling you a lemon. That is oh. nonsense. That's going to break down on the side of the road. And I'll give you what? one reason. I agree that firing their coach made no sense. Dragalon is one of the best coaches in hockey. That being said, despite a baffling and boneheaded decision, the Golden Knights somehow coalesced and got better. So I think it's opposite. I think the roster, although the coaching might be weaker, the roster is very strong mentally. And I will give you my one reason why this team does not lose to the Predators. It is Chicago special Robin Leonard. There are no shootouts in this league. They're in the, in the postseason. There's no way to beat him unless you take him to a shootout. So I think you guys are toast. I, I nope. honest, I think this is going to be a lot like that Winnipeg Jets series where, uh, where uh, Hellebuck did just enough. He didn't look flashy. He didn't make the Benny, Bennington-style saves or the Marc-Andre Fleury-style saves, but he did enough to change the outcome. And I think that's what you're going to see here. When the, when the Predators get quality chances, they're not going to score on enough of them, and Vegas's offense is going to take over. And here's what you're forgetting, my friend. Robin Leonard is not the number one goaltender in Vegas. He will be by the by this series. I think if they chase Mark Andre Fleury, if they chase Mark Andre Fleury, Fleury he's going to start. I guess he gets chased in the first round. He was not playing in the first round. In my dream matchup, he's 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 out after game one. Uh uh, no way. Like oh no, you know this guy that we just brought in who was world class for one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, we should probably play him. Nope. I'm sorry, man. I don't see that. If they chase Flurry at that rate, again, Nashville is a team of momentum. This is not the Predators teams of the past where they can chase Corey Crawford and then Scott Darling comes in and destroys their hopes and dreams. And I wake up screaming about it still to this day in the year of our I mean, are we sure about that, though? Like, I, I feel like that's the very real possibility to have the Mark Ander Flurry fiasco happen. And then no. Leonard comes in, stands on his head. They steal a game. And all of that momentum you worked in the first two periods, gone. Poof. See. But that's the thing, then. There is no stealing any games anymore. You know, you don't have home and road advantage. Well, or no, you can like still that. steal. I mean, you can still steal the momentum out of a game, whether you know there's cardboard cutouts in the stands or not. You, sure, if, sure. if you're up three or four goals on a team, and and even mm -hmm. if you end up winning that game, but they come back and tie it or send it to overtime, like that, yeah. that's something that, especially with the lack of rest during these series, because uh, I believe they're talking about doing them every other game, regardless. So yep. you, you get one day off. You get a practice in between if, depending on how, how the team's feeling. Th that kind of, of mental gymnastics is going to be a lot tougher for teams. And so holding on to momentum with the games is going to be important. 
Now, well, I don't here. think that the natural predators are particularly weak-minded. I just think that regardless of who the team is, if you blow a game, whether it's home or away, it's, it's going to be bigger than, than just, oh, you know, we lost that one. We'll get the next one. Here's my biggest thing with this, and here's the reason why I'm going to keep arguing with you on it, and something we okay. haven't even talked about yet, which is a very real thing, which is going to happen, and it's going to happen a lot. Injuries are going to decimate every team when they're coming back and playing playoff-style hockey after this amount of time. I think the Predators have the deepest forward core in the entire Western Conference. They have, I want to say, 13 players with double digits and goals. Their best line is their third line of Nick Benino, Craig Smith, and um, Rocco Grimaldi. I think if you have that kind of depth leading the way, and you're going to have a Mark Stone get injured, you're going to have a Philip Forsberg go down. You're going to have players like Max Pacioretty with an already checkered injured injury history probably get hurt early. I think at that rate, depth is going to win. Depth and goaltending is going to be the name of the game during these playoffs. And that's why I'm convinced Nashville will beat Vegas. All right. All right. Agree that's, to disagree. I really hope yeah. this happens so I can, I can see you be just <laughs> abysmally wrong. That's fine. That <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> All right. So um, that leads us up to uh, Denver. The Avalanche, I believe, both host. We both picked Vancouver, yep, correct? we did. Okay. Um, do you think this one is even a series? Uh, I personally don't. I think Colorado no. just rolls. Yeah, they're going to beat them and beat them to death. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Like, you know, don't, don't let the kids watch. Yeah, absolutely. So in your land, you have the Flames playing the Blues. Yeah. Um, what do you make? I think this is... This might be the most entertaining series of the entire thing because these teams are going to beat the absolute hell out of each other. Uh, I, I think the Blues, though, have the quality to, to get past the Flames. Um, yep. And if they don't, Jordan Bennington has proved enough to me to, to put my money down behind him. So I, I think the, I think the, uh, the Blues take this in, in, in probably six games, um, yep. but, but they take it. You know, the cast may be different, but I think the outcome is the same, and I think the Blues beat the Jets in six games. I just, yeah, I think the Blues are a deeper team at that rate. Obviously, Bennington, I think, is another goaltender who can somewhat match up with Connor Hellebuck. And if not, then he has a better supporting cast around him. Yeah, I would agree. I think the Blues leads, move on regardless. Which leads us to the Blues versus the winner. Uh, in their case, I believe it was um, the Oilers. So yes. you've got the Oilers. Oilers, Blues. And the, you know, screw, screw it. We're rolling seven, Zach. We're going to go with the Oilers on this one. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I know stylistically this is this. Oh, most of the things you would look at on paper um, say that the Blues are going to win this. Deeper team, better goaltender, better defense. Um, I just think that it, it, looking at the opponents that they might have to play, I think whether it's it's uh, Winnipeg or Calgary, that series is going to take a toll, yeah. uh, as you were talking about injury-wise, on the Blues. And I think that could be an equalizer for Edmonton because you look at the two teams that they're playing, if they can get by uh, Dallas, they're not playing anybody particularly rough. The Blackhawks don't have a rough style of play. Dallas doesn't. You know, Most of their four, uh, defensemen are, are two-way players. They're not focused on on uh, breaking down a body. So if, if you can win those first two rounds, I, I think they've actually got a pretty good shot here against a heavier team um, mm -hmm. that might be, might be hurting a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. 
Blues and Stars for me, you know, that series was epic last year. Went seven, hardcore. Those two teams do not like each other, but I think it still remains the same ending in another seven-game series. I think we have found our Toronto-Boston in the West. Uh, well, uh, I know uh, a lot of people in Texas will be sad to hear that, but uh, it's a shame for them. It, it, it is very fun watching them lose dramatically. Like I feel like I feel like it's just um, like karma for the Brett Hull goal. Uh, <laughs> His foot wasn't the crease. The, you get the foot in the crease, you don't win for another thirty years. That's that's, the that's deal. how it works. Yep. Yeah. So which, just, which uh, takes us guy. to our next one would be for you the Golden Knights versus the Avalanche. I'd like to I watch that is, series. Yeah, I think it's a whale of a series. Um, and honestly, I don't, you know, I think Vegas has the better goaltending. That might be yeah. what comes down to it. Um, mm-hmm. It is so hard for me, though, to, to go against um, the high-flying offense of the Avalanche with Rant, uh, Rantanen and McKinnon, like, in and Landis Gog. Like, I just can't. Like, in my heart, I want to see them score all the goals. I don't want to see them not score the goals. So I'm going to go with my fan heart and say the Avalanche win this in a tremendous seven-game series. Uh, final mm. score of game seven will be seven to six in overtime. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So I have Avalanche Predators. What do you think, buddy? I like Nashville in this matchup. And this oh, is where I'm God. not going against my head here. And you here's the reason. I, I totally, I, I, I talked to you. I bullied you into this being a fan, and now it's, it's too much, Zach. Yeah, the, the train is off the rails, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, hey, you look at the Avalanche, and obviously they're a stacked team. They look very, very good. But in the matchups that the Avs and the Preds have had this year, the Predators kind of have that big brother syndrome with the Avalanche. They kind of just boss them around for a lot of games that's happened this year and this is for a very uneven predators team i just i think that while the avalanche do have that electric offense and frankly an underrated defense i'm not super convinced on their goaltending i mean like i like players like grubauer i think he's a good goaltender and I just, I don't know. There is something about Nashville when they get rolling and they remember the kind of talent that they have on that team. Because take out the underperformances that have happened this year. You look at those rosters top to bottom. And I don't know how you don't say Nashville has the more talented team. No, I think, I think when you look through the roster and average it out, Nashville's the more talented team. I, I, like I said, I'm just concerned about that top line. I, Here's the problem, the, though. The, the Colorado Avalanche team that you guys bounced from the playoffs. Um, they got stronger. I, that was, yeah, they, they're a much better team, but with the same top-tier talent. Yeah, here's the problem, though. Most players haven't played meaningful hockey in two and a half months. Miko Rantanen hasn't played meaningful hockey in almost seven. True. Gabriel Landeskog has been in and off the injury shelf all year. Nate McKinnon has been on the injury shelf all year. You look at players like that, there's a difference between you know rest and rust. And I think especially when you're coming into a series where not only are you going to be, you know, just maybe doing a round robin as a tune-up, that's their first round. Nashville's already fought for their lives, and there's something to be said for that at that rate. There is BS preseason hockey, and I think Nashville catches them sleeping, and that's what's going to happen there. Okay. Devil's advocate, maybe that's what, what the first round is for, those to wake up those giants. Uh, yeah. It might be an unintended consequence, 
but it, you, you play this round robin and you know, you're not going home if you don't pr- perform well, but you know, you're, you're, you're not doing yourself a service if you don't perform well. When does meaningless I, I hockey see, I, actually tune it up though? I, I could see this because it's not meaningless. I mean, if you're reseeding and you're a team like Colorado and you're like, you know what? I really don't want to face the muscle of Calgary or mm-hmm. you know what? I'm, I'm worried about Elias Patterson being able to skate around my rather inexperienced defense. You know, you're going to try to compete so that you don't have to play those teams. But if so, you're reseeding, so and this not, is, of course, a, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but if you're reseeding and you're playing the Predators, it means you're the number three seed and you didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah, fine. So. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a simple country lawyer, but I do. <laughs> Sustain. Yep. All right. right. So we've got our last series, I believe, would be, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm losing my mind here. That is round two for them. So I'm, yeah. Sorry. I went completely crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, at that rate, we've got, let's see. We have the winner. We have, you had the Blues beating the Oilers, correct? I do. Uh, no, I I have the Oilers. No, no, you had the Oilers. So, yeah, so you have, yeah. My, my final matchup is Colorado Edmonton for the Western Conference final. For the camp. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. What do you <laughs> think? Nuts, Zach. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm, I'm going to ride the avalanche train. Um, I, I think, and I think the difference here between these two teams, we can talk all we want about the generational talent they have in the front. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the talent that um, the Colorado's accumulated in the back is actually the difference. I think mm-hmm. guys like Caleb McCarr, um, Gerard, th- those guys are going to make the difference in this game. They're going to play enough defense to deter oh, yeah. the Oilers, and and they're also going to provide a lot more offense than they would against other matchups in this uh, potential series. Wow, Colorado wins the West, and your Colorado Earth three hundred or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree. I think Colorado would roll in that series. In my land, it is Nashville versus St. Louis. Oh, I wonder who's going to win. Uh, the team who swept him in the regular season. <laughs> That's who. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that series, though? Does it, I mean, is it a long one? Brutal. Is it a slog? It's absolutely brutal. These two teams despise each other. Robert Bertuzzo, if he was on fire, I wouldn't throw a bucket of water on him. You know, <laughs> I think that it'll be a heavy, brutal series. It will be the corpse of whatever team remains playing in the Stanley Cup final. I think this is the same Western Conference final that you saw back in 2017 between Nashville and Anaheim. Okay. That, that sounds fun. It sounds like, you know, my eyeballs are bleeding, but fun. <laughs> hey, say what you will about hatred for both teams. That was a hell of a series. It was. That was, that was a, uh, just a whale of a series. Okay, so you've got, you've got Nashville as the West representatives. Um, we've yeah, because I'm a homer. Got, we've. <laughs> Um, I have uh, the Avalanche. Yep. Um, who do you think? I, I guess, like, give me, give me, uh, give me the final, the the final in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Who do you Eastern think Conference final? Oof. First of all, in uh, the question of all questions: the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't even get it out. <laughs> do, they, do they beat the Boston Bruins? <laughs> no. no, I don't think they make it past the Blue Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the lightning, I think it's going to be lightning playing. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have lightning Bruins in the Eastern conference final, probably. 
Oh, that'd you know, be a great series too. My heart wants to say Lightning Flyers, but I don't know if it happens. <laughs> you know, the Flyers are that kind of wild card team, though. You know, they get mm-hmm. hot. They're just good oh, Carter Hart, right? Yeah, they have, they have the right talent in the right places to really, really make a run. Yeah, Carter Hart could be this year's Jordan Bennington. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I think I think it's gonna be Lightning. I think we. I think we Tampa, finally Tampa. get. Tampa Nashville in the Stanley Cup final. We finally get it. All right. All right. Um, you know, it's really hard for me to uh to not put the lightning in the Eastern Conference final. I'm trying my best to not put them in the final, but I, I think you're right. They're gonna be there. Uh the team they play though, I think is gonna be uh the uh the Capitals. Hmm. Yeah, and I think the Capitals will really turn some heads by losing in like five games. <laughs> it's, uh, I agree with you. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning shake the demons of last season. They're fine. They'll roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They will be the Eastern Conference representative. So our matchup in the East, Tampa Bay, for you, they will be facing your beloved National Predators. For me, they'll be facing uh, the Colorado Avalanche. They're cool, I guess. So who wins between Nashville and Tampa Bay, Zach? The team that has beaten the this the ever loving tar out of them every time they play over the last few years. I think Nashville is like five and one against the Lightning in the last three years. Uh, damn it, Zach! That's right, Matt Duchesne. <laughs> after coining the term, will be lifting the COVID cup <laughs> after COVID winning cup. his with first on Smythe with trophy. Gloves. Yep. Absolutely. Pecorine, the storybook ending is complete as everyone is six feet apart on Broadway, which is really not going to happen. Everyone will be together. Everyone has COVID-19 together and we all cough and die while we celebrate the (laughs) National Predators winning their first Stanley Cup. But what a way to go. Oh God, you know what? Worth it. Totally worth it. So yours, Lightning Avalanche. Lightning Avalanche. I am going to... Oh, God, Zach, this is actually really tough for me. Um, I think that... um, I think you're going to see the Tampa Bay Lightning not depend on their offense, not even depend on their defense, but Vasilevsky is going to stand on his head, and he steals the series from the Colorado Avalanche. The Tampa Bay Lightning are Stanley Cup champions once again, the only team in Florida worth anything has finally achieved, you know, a pretty good standard. Hey, at least we agree on one beautiful thing. Cups coming south, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and there it'll be with all of the beaches wide open for anybody to, to come celebrate. Amen to that, brother. Amen. <laughs> well, my friend, this has been a blast. Absolutely, sir. We need to, it's, you know, we should do this. Like, a regular podcast, you know, maybe talk hockey every once in a hey, while. You know, I what think an we idea. might be able to put something together like that. You know, at least ah, definitely man. when we start doing playoffs again. Uh, playoffs? You playoffs. guys missed that. Playoffs? So in, the, in, in the you know interest, what's been going on? Tell me about Journeyman Sports. What's happening there? Oh, well, Zach, thank you for giving me a plug. Uh, I'm going to take the next 20 minutes to tell you what's happening. <laughs> no, Journeyman Sports, um, for those of you who um, have been missing my, uh, my writing uh, on Central Divided and uh, my lack of wit or uh, empathy for your pain of loss, um, uh, Journeyman Sports is a place where I am writing and um, podcasting and soon we'll have video series about um, 
sports in all different corners of the globe. It's not about stats. It's not about um, breaking down game footage and which team does this better than that team. It's about the stories of why we care about all that stuff. So I like to look at uh, sports that I'm not very familiar with, like Pato down in Argentina. You ever heard of Pato, Zach? Oh, but it's, I'll read about <laughs> It's basically horse quidditch. It's, it's polo, but you have a ball and you try to throw it into a hoop while people are trying to pull you off the horse with the ball. It, in, and in olden times, it was a duck. Uh, things did not end well for this duck, but uh, it's more humane now. That is something that is just utterly fascinating to me. So Journeyman Sports has profiles on sports you might not be too familiar with, um, a lot of deep dives into history. Um, recently, I just wrote a piece about uh, Effa Manley, who is the only woman in the Baseball Hall of Fame. She is uh, African-American. She owned one of the Negro League teams in the 40s and was actually a big reason why uh, black star baseball players were getting compensated and their teams were getting compensated after integration happened. Because when Jackie Robinson went to the Dodgers, the uh, Kansas City Monarchs didn't get a dime for him. And he basically, Branch Rickey, paid him a fraction of what he was actually worth. And so Effa Manley stood up for her players um, when they were getting poached, not only making sure that her team got a little bit of compensation, but that these players were treated um, respectfully financially uh, as they made the bridge to, to the majors and, and made history. So that's kind of what we do at Journeyman Sports, Zach. Um, it's, it's across the board from week to week. You'll see a whole bunch of weird stuff. One last plug, I promise, I swear to God, Zach, this is the last one. Um, because I've been quarantined in my house for three months and I have nothing to do, I miss sports so much, I created a fantasy hockey league called the World Hockey Classic, where I made 31 unique teams and create a player on NHL. And every week, I sim a new game, a game of the week. These two ridiculous teams will play each other. You'll get to watch the whole thing. And you get custom play-by-play commentary from Bob Weaver, who sounds an awful lot like this and is decent at his job, and Tucker McGinty, who sounds a lot like this, and uh, he has a few issues. He's not very good. Uh, he's kind of racist, and uh, he drinks way too much. So if you want to watch me lose my mind once a week for 20 minutes every week, folks, check out Journeyman Sports. Look for the World Hockey Classic Game of the Week because that is where you'll see my just complete removal from society. Well, if you ever need like a ringside commentator or a guest or anything with that, happy oh, to help I think, out because that's. I think Tugger fun. might get yeah. I think Tugger <laughs> might get suspended soon, Zach. So we might be uh, looking for a new a, a new color guy. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, folks, you know you can always catch me on Slapshot Radio Mondays locally here on 102.5 The Game at 7 p.m. or on our SoundCloud to see those as well. Did an interview with Barry Trotz last week, which was fantastic. Yeah, that was great, Zach. I listened into that. That was well done, guys. Yeah, it felt really good. We got Scott Oak from Hockey Night in Canada coming up on Tuesday. So some really cool stuff there. Other than that, guys, you know, we're going to do this again, do this more often, especially as the playoffs come up. You know, we'll have some fun, get Central Divided back in the mix a little bit there. Absolutely. Well, till then, folks, thank you so much. We're happy to be back, happy to be at it. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of Central Divided. Bye-bye.